welcome to an open symbolic lodge of conversation where consciousness and curiosity interweave into discussion. This is All Square Podcast, and today, special edition, we are going to have a great conversation with my producer's wife, Jana Lou. They've been together for over 10 years, and we're going to peek into the mind of what she thinks about her husband going through Freemasonry. Like I said, Mike's only been a Mason for about a year now, and we want to hear her take of what she's experienced as well get to know them a little more. Jana, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Hey, well, thanks for having me. It's a little impromptu visit, and I'm excited for it. Two episodes, one night. I can't believe Mike <laughs> drug me into this again. Know, you're just an all-star. There you go. <laughs> how? So everybody wants to know, how did you and Mike meet? Uh, we actually met online on a dating app. Which um, one? Okay, Cupid. Okay. So we met online and had some conversations and went on a few dates and it just kind of history from there. Nice. So, yeah. Dating sites are the way of the future. I mm-hmm. myself am on them. Now I got to say, okay, Cupid is the one I need to uh, check out next. Thank you. You're welcome. But I don't even know if it's still around, but. I will be looking for it. I guarantee <laughs> you that. Um, Jana, you know, first off, thank you. I mean, you let a, you know, Mike come, Mike and I come with this crazy idea of starting a podcast. I mean, he probably talked to you about it. What's your initial thoughts about what we, our vision was for this show? Well, I think to start out, um, Mike joined Freemasonry and the intent behind it. If you haven't watched previous podcasts, definitely plug to go watch those other ones. He kind of explains his story. But this podcast, in my mind, it just uh, envisioned and allows him to touch base and connect with the other brothers out there in a way that's him. That's secluded for him. So he had problems in the past, like just kind of connecting with other people. And this is his way to kind of step in to, I think, what brotherhood, in my mind, um, is all about. So did you have, before meeting me, before Mike got involved in the fraternity, did you have any Masonic lineage in your family or any experience of Freemasonry? Um, I think when Mike started to question and query about uh, Freemasonry, he talked to a couple of my family members, like my dad or, you know, um, some other people that have been around that are for his advice like he goes to them for some advice um and so i don't really have too much of a background i think that i was told during his conversations that i do have some family members but i didn't dive into like if they were actual freemasons or what lodges or you know because i know there's a lot of different fraternities around here that are not necessarily freemasonry so yeah there's a lot of like knights of columbus you probably heard of the elks the moose the eagles Mm -hmm. um what was your initial thought when he said hey i'm gonna partake in this journey well um he uh, first i knew about it through um chase's wife is my one of my best friends so uh that's one of like the introductions that i think mike had was through chase and adam um and then so obviously chase's wife is my friend we sit there and i knew kind of like somewhat of what process she went through for chase and so um other than that i didn't really know too much but 
at the end of the day, I've always just supported him in what his bottom line goal is. And I kind of always with him, uh, a lot of times I just go out in faith and just trust that he is doing the right thing for him and and our and us at ultimately. You know, it's been a blessing. Um, in the Masonic fraternity, we have a motto that has been around for a long time that says, "We make good men and make them better." Mm-hmm. Right. What does that mean when we say that? Um, there's a lot of masculinity and mentorship in this fraternity that help build up that brotherhood that uh, a lot of that from since time immemorial has been needed and some guidance too mm-hmm. into this fraternity. It's established on philosophical teachings, a lot of influence of theology, but it's not a religion. Mm-hmm. Has was Mike always into? a lot of the um, spirituality? Yeah. So actually, our first time meeting, um, one of the reasons why I started to fall in love with him instantly is our conversation behind spirituality and just connections and universe and God. And we just were able to jump down to that no-no topic that people do in the first uh, initial dating. And we just connected on on so many different ways. Um, And one thing that Mike and I kind of connect with is sometimes having very similar views, but take a look at it in different perspectives. So just like you're mentioning good men, uh, one of the questions when he was explaining what Freemasonry is, is like the connection of good men coming together and, you know, growing good men even beyond where they are. My question immediately was like, who defines what good a good man is, you know, um, with is that? All of Freemasonry is at your lodge themselves, you know, because anyone can stand up and say, I'm a good man or I'm a good woman. And somebody else's perspective would be different. That's very true. That's a very profound way of uh, thinking about it. You know, in Masonry, we're taught to circumscribe our desires and keep our passions within due bounds, okay. you know, with brotherly love, relief and truth. Um you said Mike dealt with a lot of, you know, um, he always says the word like PTSD, agoraphobia was one of the things. Mm-hmm. Did you experience that with him over the last 10 years? Or like what he was talking about? And have you seen kind of a change in his life with that? Yeah, actually. Um, so when we first met and he he is always able to kind of step out and and connect with others but when you really know him you kind of see the unsettledness of like he's uncomfortable in some certain situations um and so i would say definitely uh going out there himself just stepping out and like what you're saying knocking on the door connecting with other people that is not something that he's ever really seen take the initiative of it is always you know me connecting with him other people or maybe doing something with work um and taking being pushed in that way but with freemasonry he was able to actually step into his own and take initiatives and connection um without any other you know, pro, uh, any other f- like familiar connections, like family connections, things of that nature. Was there a hesitancy, uh, in your view of what this was? Like you said, you, you had Bryn Conine, who was, who I, I love Bryn. Jason uh, <laughs> is a member of our lodge. Adam Latham's a member of mm-hmm. our lodge. Uh, they're beautiful people. And I've seen them on their journey, me being a Mason over 10 years to be able to watch 
just their growth and development into the fraternity was their hesitancy though i mean you kind of hear media kind of wants to certain media and certain sex sects in the world want to kind of like tell our narrative because we're not open right. about the fraternity so tell me a little bit of your initial thoughts with that because i'm assuming that obviously his well-being is the primary focus right yeah. i mean it's your husband mm-hmm. and to think about that yeah, so I uh, generally, Mike knows me to ask like difficult questions, but at the end of the day, again, I go out on faith and uh, trust that he's making the right decision. And if something, a red flag would to come up, he would say, okay, I'm not sure I align right with what's happening here. Um, and I think that a lot is what somebody has to do. I know, like, I still know very little about Freemasonry, but I think people are, you're asking them to step out on faith and and taking that journey of becoming a a better good man, you know? Um, And so uh, I, again, just trust his decision-making process, but I do, I ask, like, you do a a quick Google search and, you know, you can finally go down the rabbit hole of negative things. I mean, that's so easy to do on the internet, but having conversations just like this or having this podcast, having conversations with him, I think it just invites, uh, uh, invites a little bit more connection and understanding of what you all do. So, yeah. You know, he warned me ahead of time that you you do like to play the devil's advocate, and he always tells me that you always got all these questions. What are the, some of the questions that you have for me, being a guy who's been in it for a long time? I've worked with people on a local level, a state level, a national level. You know, I would love to be able to answer your questions in this as well uh, about this fraternity that's over 300 years old. Yeah, no, fair. I think you already touched on uh, something a little bit. But again, one of my first initial questions was, how do they identify a good man? Um, Because I want to know, does that truly align with how Mike represents himself and and is trying to grow into? Um, And so that was, you know, my first question. Uh, And then Obviously, I know we go on on the religious faith aspect of things, um, and we had a conversation about that. I think it's interesting, and maybe that would be a great question. I don't know if it was t- talked about, yes, but yeah, about what types of religions or what kind of requirements do you have in regards to joining Freemasonry? That's a great question, Jana, um, and it's a question that I've been asked numerous times from all people who are both interested and their significant others and family members. You see, Masonry is not a secret society, but a society with its own secrets. That's how we know each other. Um, to be in this fraternity, you have to have a faith in God. Now, we don't ever discuss what religion you're a part of mm-hmm. right whether you're a christian a jew a jewish muslim buddhist as long as you believe in a higher power yeah for this reason that if you make an obligation on whatever you deem is your holy book the Bhagavad gita the bible the quran the torah throw me one you know mm-hmm. um if you believe that you're making an obligation to be a good man in your society good man in your, your country good man in your own personal life Somebody that believes in, you know, that we consider that obligation binding. Mm -hmm. And an atheist who doesn't believe in anything, we consider that non-binding. Please let me know if I made sense of that. Because if somebody doesn't fear repercussions for breaking a solemn vow, because 
in from time immemorial, we always talk about how we always have our word. Mm-hmm. If we break that, well, we fear repercussions on that, mm-hmm. right? Of whatever your religious uh, institution or belief uh, would dictate. Atheists don't feel that way. Nothing happens. And that's why we really um, do not accept atheists. Now, if somebody said they were a pastafarian and they were trying to get into the fraternity, well, bringing that up into the into an investigative period where men want to come and see, like, what are you really in the fraternity for? Are you are you in it to you know better yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, gain more education to be a better man in your community, in your life, in your family. Somebody goes Pastafarian, that's always been kind of one of those jokey religions. It's like a play on having a religion, right? Okay. It'd be kind of tough to really know if somebody's truly sincere in what they're looking for in the fraternity. Hmm. Um, it goes like that um, with, with um, not a, not um goes like that with satanic. You know, somebody says they have the Church of Satan as their thing. You know, that's kind of been a mockery of religion. Um, so is it with th- another organization, if you've ever heard of Thelema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thelema is another one of those. Now, however, there are people who are Wiccan, mm-hmm. who believe in a great spirit. Native Americans believe in a great spirit. Yeah. They qualify for that because they believe it, and there's tried and true... Um, purpose and principles behind their religion and so how do you go about vetting those types of things if you don't come out and ask somebody what their religion is do you just ask the baseline do you believe in a higher power more times than not people want to talk about their religion Mm -hmm. now if somebody says yes i believe in a higher power that's typically it okay um and that's all we really care about because we want them to at least have a faith in something right Mm -hmm. a whole it binds us in that fraternity and that brotherhood together. Okay. Uh, there's not deep vetting like, are you a Christian? Are you a Catholic? Are you an Orthodox? You know, it's not like that. Yeah. Um, they just want to know, do you believe in a in a higher power? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in something after this? And that's typically where it ends. Nine times out of ten, some people are like, well, I'm a Wiccan. And then they'll have just a discussion. And Masonry's always been open when it comes to different belief systems because we all learn from each other in as you will get to accompany different events and be a part of uh, others even co-ed masonry it's one of the branches in masonry where you and mike could go into like an eastern stars or some of the other ones um masonry oh where was i gonna go with that um masonry is able to um, reflect on uh, kind of align with your ideology of what a religion is and what it is to be better men in symbolism. Okay. Okay. So we have a lot of symbolism in our fraternity. Right. Why? Because sometimes a symbol, you can look at it and it conveys a way more deeper meaning than a bunch of words on paper. Yeah. And that's what it's uh, all about. That's what I like about different religions. I was actually having this conversation recently with somebody else is that um, I I find um, 
I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem like I'm as well versed as you may be in other religions. <laughs> However, I do find that from what the knowledge that I do have is that there's so many different similarities in like the ethics and the morals and the guides and the, the compass that somebody follows, things of that nature um, that have so much, so many crossovers. So I do appreciate that, you know, when I was asking Mike about different, when that came up as far as a topic and he's saying that you have to believe in a, a higher power or believe in God or something along those lines, I think we had a conversation. I, I do appreciate and respect the fact that you allow other religions, but you do have, you know, boundaries and a standard that you all follow. Right. Because most religions, what do they want? They want you to be the best version mm -hmm. of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and that's going back to where I got lost for a second. There is prayer. Mm -hmm. Prayer is important in masonry. Um, because we all might, not everybody may say the word amen. Mm -hmm. But in masonry, we have a word that des describes all that, and we all say it together in this union of brotherhood, and it's called So Mote It Be. You'll hear it at different events that you'll partake in, mm -hmm. when we always do a prayer and a pledge of allegiance to our flag, so we want to be good citizens. Mm -hmm. So Mote It Be, so let it be. Okay. It's an old word from Europe, and it's been around since then. So, you know, we do this, you know, almighty architect or almighty God, um, architect meaning builder, creator, create, you know, of creation. Yeah. And so mode it be is our version of an amen. And it brings the union together in the fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Um, and so some of the, like those philosophies that you break down, do those how much of those from the start of Masonry have carried through to the present day? So I know like there's you, you mentioned symbolisms or different um, like so mode it be. And uh, I think there's is there there's a book, right, that that you guys have like you guys are talking about or. Um, uh, so there is a blue book okay. for lodges. Okay? okay. And in the blue book, it's in code. And right. part of the fun of the fraternity is learning this code by memory. And it helps build that brotherhood with a mentor and a new, and a new man. And at first time when people look at it, and if I would show you, you'd be like, what's all these alphabets and all this stuff Yeah. in that codex you learn how to decipher it and it's a bonding mechanism and it also helps with memory mm -hmm. now we talk about symbolism how long has that been around how long has these philosophies been around right we say it's been around since time immemorial modern masonry has only been around for over 300 years archaeology has notified or has been discovering that it's quite a bit longer in what ways um it, some people say that the way that so what is a Freemason when I say that name to you? Uh, I just know it as, as Freemason is a like what Mike explains is just a good man trying to be better for, you know, the people around him. Mm -hmm. Now, if I say Mason, what does that mean? Okay, so uh, people can make fun of me for this. <laughs> um, I know this is going online, but when when some when I used to read the history books back learning in school, when uh, you talk about George Washington and the connection with Freemasonry, like that is literally part of a part of his historical books that you're reading as as a child growing up. Mm -hmm. And um, I was completely ignorant to the fact that th there was a connection between Freemasonry of what I know it is now, and I thought it was. Was building building bricks, right? right? And that my my dad was a was a home builder, so you okay. hear Mason, and I'm like, 
yeah, cool. Cement, bricks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what it was. Yeah. So let's let's go back in time for a minute, right? Okay. So let's just say in the early medieval age, you had these masons, right? And these entered apprentices would go to a master craftsman and they would learn the true the tricks of the trades of what it was to be a builder, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's a play on words of building ourselves. Okay. And with our fraternity in those days when somebody was at and an apprentice when they first joined and they worked their way to be in a master mason, they knew the ways to receive work and they were free, free mason, to travel through Europe and build cathedrals and find guilds and they would know each other by certain recognitions to know if they were qualified to lead a team of people to build that. And some people might build that forever in a day of a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Or a house or a building, right? Yeah. So these men were free to travel, find these different guilds of other men who knew the se- the trade secrets mm-hmm. into the fraternity. Nice. Now, let's look at that as a microcosm, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's go macro now. Aristocrats, high society, guys who were rich, philosophers, scientists, people who were pontificating on Maybe the earth doesn't, uh, maybe the sun, uh, maybe the earth revolves around the sun and it's not the other way around. Let's talk about what God is. Well, well, sometimes, and this is an anti-church, sometimes, you know, the church was burning people at the stake for thinking those crazy thoughts that we now know are true. Or maybe the earth is round and, you know, maybe we're just on a microcosm of a planet in a vast, infinite beautiful universe that we can't even comprehend. Maybe we can't even comprehend what God is. And these guys needed to have a safe space, a think tank, to be able to talk to and dwell together. Well, my theory is, is that the Masons who were builders had modes of recognitions of who they were to know one another, and the low met the high and they became on the level and created these guilds where these guys who are working every day, they didn't have TV, they didn't have internet, they didn't have books, some of them were illiterate, but a place where men could dwell and talk about things. And it helped educate society. Mm-hmm. That's just my two cents of how I believe this fraternity eventually formed because education is so important. Agreed. Sometimes we get so enwrapped in, you know, the day to day and, you know, but with internet now, with everything in technology, we are soaking in all this knowledge and learning. And back in those days, the hot thing was math, <laughs> mathematics, astro- astrology became astrology alchemy became chemistry mm-hmm. and people were able to, people were able to talk about this stuff in a in a sacred space and that's how that brotherhood i truly be believe began yeah and i think that that that's amazing thing that um you invite all of that in what would you say a present day um like conversation would be what you know back in the day you didn't have like you mentioned internet um you people lived farther away from each other or towns coming together right you had smaller towns and you you had to have other people that you mentioned traveling coming in and sharing knowledge with each other um you know how when you come together let's talk about maybe 
what is it that you all value now to make sure you're sharing knowledge? Is it family growth? Is it? I know you mentioned different lodges have different focus groups. And so is there is there a standard there? Do you have some kind of written rule of conversations or? I would say it's like this. Um, each lodge is different mm-hmm. because how boring would it be if every lodge was the exact same? There's four key principles in a fraternity, in our fraternity, which is, I said this before, is ritual. Mm-hmm education, fellowship, and charity. Mm -hmm. Ritual to set the tone. You go through this, much like a college fraternity, you go through this theatrical degree, and if everybody knows their parts and stuff, it's just so inspiring because you're going through the same stuff that men from all walks of life, all the way in the back, uh, past, are going through. Mm -hmm. So having that a good ritual team to bring you in and give you that experience to ignite that fire over your head, that desire, that passion, but also learning how to control your passions mm-hmm. is so important. Education, um, it go- a lot of it goes both modern education of what's new and advanced in society, but also in the pack, sacred geometry, back when we used to have to learn all those things and symbolisms and all that. Um, that education is what people, people still want to sit and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't care how fast TikTok and all these other streaming sites are taking our attention away. Sometimes people just want somebody to talk to and pontificate on a lot of the education, both in the past and present society. Yeah. Fellowship, being here for one another. We've talked in the past that, you know, with, with social media, we're sometimes more isolated now more than ever. And there's people who don't feel like they have an outlook where they can talk to and going through those stages and meeting guys from other parts of the city, state, country, other countries. Mm -hmm. And they know you because Mm -hmm. they know how to test you back in those medieval times. And they also know that you're a brother and you have that bond Mm -hmm. right then and there. It's something that I truly can't explain to you because words can't even convey it. Yeah. But charity And it's not just writing. We love our charitable works in our communities. We love that we're able to help. There's times where Masons have been there for other Mason families. There's been times where Masons have also helped in the community. Being there for one another, taking that moment, giving a shoulder for a brother who needs it, Mm -hmm. especially a time when they're in distress. Um, You know, divorce sucks. um, Divorce sucks, right? Um, Key time is... um, and. I know some of my brothers have talked about it in the past, but, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's terrible for the kids. It's terrible for anybody going through a divorce. But to be able to have a a family and a brotherhood which you can rely on and be there for one another, mm-hmm. that's true act of charity. That's that Greek word, which I love so much, agape, love for the sake of loving. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a male fraternity in that thing. Not that we're against women at all. I actually, we're definitely for women and we have co-ed masonry where wives and significant others can embrace that we have youth organizations where our kids sons daughters can be a part of that um but masonry is not a cult in this in any sense of the word because we never solicit membership you have to knock on that door and hopefully that answered your question i know i yeah. kind of went in on all that but it, it all kind of plays a part in it as well 
Yeah, no, I think that that's very great insight um, to to dive in down to like the the women or, or being involved in uh, Freemasonry. Uh, first, I I do think that everyone should have their own outlet and like connection, and so I think men should be proud to be men. And I think women should be proud to be women. And I think, you know, everyone has their own role in philosophy and of, of life and relates to that. So I, whereas some people may out there in the world be offended that, um, you know, if I were to go knock on your door, you, you would likely say, mm, no, your husband may be able to, you know, invite invite you in later on. I don't know what the process is. Maybe we can go over that on mm-hmm. like what the future is of the potential of me being Mike's wife and being involved sure. in Freemasonry. That would be interesting to find out. But um, I just wanted to make sure to kind of go over the point that I think that it, it's definitely okay that men have an, a place to connect with other men, especially if you don't have a family growing up or a big family or even a connection. Like people have family members they they just don't connect with. And I think that that's fair. Um, I am so blessed to have really great friends, which it sounds like, you know, a lot of what you're talking about, I resonate with from from my friendship group. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is definitely advantageous for what you're talking about, men coming together and having that fellowship. Mike also talks about how great your family is and mm-hmm. how embracing your family has right. been with him. Sibling night, Sunday night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just to make sure Mike knows I listen to him when he talks. <laughs> um, how beautiful is that, though? Oh, I seriously, you know I, I mean? am blessed. Blessed yeah. to have that. All, like, I'm blessed to have that already, but I am so grateful that Mike is finding another outlet because I would never... Um, expect him just to settle for what I grew up with. You know, I want him to have his own. Yeah. Oh, I totally get what you're what you're saying. And listen, I've been in it for ten years. Um, I don't have a significant other right now. Keep me on your <laughs> list with your girlfriends. But, um, with that, yeah, I have a lot of my friends have benefited in this organization with their significant others. The Eastern Stars is a co-ed organization where both of you can be a part of and it has its own versions of rituals about how to be a great couple and stuff like that um in the shrine the 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 shriners are very family oriented uh with especially and with their charities with the children's hospital and being there for kids who need surgery for cleft palates uh spina bifida Mm -hmm. burn injuries um, there's a female Shriners group called, um, at least it's called in this area. I don't know what it's called everywhere, but it's called Dendera. Um, so yeah, we can absolutely point you in directions who people who are more experienced, who can enlighten you more on that. Um, so you can see a great part. I've heard from friends that it saved their marriage nice. because they're able to be apart together on that. And the ladies have just as much fun as the men. But we also just don't do all these social events. We also do like Rubicon Lodge. And I got to just say this. Rubicon Lodge is a very close lodge. The lodge he belongs mm-hmm. to. And we have significant others and friends of Rubicon who we do. I do a Catalina wine mixer every year. We do a white elephant party that gets a little out of hand. But... um I always tell guys who I am mentoring, always make sure your wife and your kids are 
or your forefront from a single guy because you guys uh, that's something so special and mainstream can be so much fun that people can get sometimes a little too wrapped up in it yeah. because you're just enjoying that brotherhood. You're enjoying learning more. You're enjoying hearing other people's ideas and advice that sometimes we always need to often reflect mm-hmm. on our excitement and circumscribe those desires and keep them within due bounds. You know, we're officially up at time right now, and I always like that to make fast. sure. I know that went <laughs> way fast, but it was truly a pleasure. You or anybody who would be interested in learning more about masonry, we are always here to answer questions. And Jana, I have to say, I can't thank you enough for this hospitality that you allow. Um, allow me to come and be a part with Mike on this. He's a madman <laughs> thinking about it, but he's doing so much great work. And I'm so blessed to have a partner like him doing this and spreading this message because masonry has not done the best job in the, in the world conveying what it is to be a Mason. <laughs> Any last questions you have before we wrap up? Yeah, no, no particular questions. I just thank you. And it's my pleasure to to kind of help out um, in any way that I can. Obviously, I, the biggest help that I am is just supporting Mike, which which inevitably supports you all. So I, I do appreciate just having the opportunity to have that little small section of that. And I wish you all seriously the best of this podcast. And I hope um, that it, it, it continues to flourish the way that it is. And I can't wait as we as the as the time goes on to kind of hear more of your insight down line because i haven't seen a podcast where somebody where mason interviews another mason's <laughs> wife but um i really appreciate you taking the time and i really appreciate the questions that's Jana lou i'm rl franks and you are all square hey rl franks here thanks again for watching today's episode don't forget to like and subscribe also if you believe Someone can benefit from the message that we provided on today's podcast. Send it over to them. You may inspire them.